Broken Harbour was a rootin' and a tootin' town on the coast of Scotland. They were mule stomping grounds, they were, and history has its consequences. Telnius received a mysterious letter that warned us of the dangers in this frontier town. But we needed to wait for our ship to come into harbour. So, with Sylvie's help, we started investigating the disappearance of Anna's husband. While keeping our eyes open for any of them vipers, of course, the most ruthless of the resistors' enemies. The local smithy, meanwhile, was helping Oyas and Rory, while Telly, Sylvie, and I went to Abbot Josiah, who had a uh, particularly spooky yarn to spin. He showed us the body of one of them feral orcish vamps, then told us of a tall demon with a stench of death lurking in Midwood near the lumbar camp. But more terrifying than the demons and more dangerous than the vampires was who we needed to speak with next. Her name was Stacy, and she were... Well, uh, no better way to say it. She were me ex. She said she saw one of the lumberjacks, or Joes, or whatever we call them, one of the lumber workers being dragged into the dark. Yes, very sad story indeed. We're, we're hearing more and more of these accounts nearing Deadwood. Well, it seems as though we need to talk to this Stacy. <laughs> and then Kowloon turns dramatically in freeze frames as the screen swipes to the left. And we, <laughs> we get into the lumber yard. Nice, I like it. A little, uh, a little change of scenery. <laughs> well, I mean, hold on. I do want to. <laughs> oh, the screen swipes back, and Colin's just yeah. like, "Oh, you're stuck in mid-roll right yeah. now." Um, <laughs> I guess on the on the road back to the lumber yard area, I just want to have like a, a little conversation with Selvi. All right, go ahead. No, that's what Rory and Brittany do together. You don't. I don't think you want to do that. Tit on tit. You want uh, so you were you were friends with an Endo Bartom, correct? Uh, yes, I. Oh, oh, Bartom. Yes, I. I do. I do know. Yes. What a character. Am I right? I. I agree. Yes, his his hut, his plant friends, very charming. Oh boy, love him. Just the picture of charm. Dude, just curious, did he ever talk to you about uh, someone named uh, Radovain? You know, I wasn't, I was not 
altogether the few times I met Bartom, but I think I'd remember that name. So I'm going to go with the no. No, no. I mean, or maybe uh, as his mentor or anything. Nothing, huh? No, but I do know that I did meet Bartom. I can tell you that <laughs> that happened. Um, well, no, I get it. He was a f- he was fond of his his late night brandy and pipeweed. That is for sure. Yep, that is true. And his his he had very fortifying tea. Mm-hmm. I yeah. Aren't mm-hmm. we all good man? Mm-hmm. Well, good good talk. <laughs> you too, of course. Anytime. <laughs> Kowloon is just rolling his eyes at this point because he's he's kind of getting tired of hearing a bar tone. He's just like I I never want at this point at this point I never want to meet this man. Like I get I just it. Don't. I just I get he's it. He's really cool. He's really awesome. He has his own house. Yeah. He owns property. Whatever. <laughs> he's a homeowner. Okay. Well, that changes things. I guess I should meet him. He's working on an association. (laughs) (laughs) He pays taxes. All right, so you guys get over to the lumber yard. You all come into this kind of open square. Sorry, can we meet Rory and Ias on the way back, on the way through? Oh, yeah, you guys can meet right in the middle, right in the village square. Oh, hey, guys. What have you been up to? Oh, Oh, yeah, what's up? Just hanging out, talking to bishops. They're talking about Bartolm again. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Bartom, Bartom, Baltram, Bartom. We did, we did find out about. We're heading right now to the lumber yard because apparently somebody there saw a demon, a, a bee demon, bee Whoa, for bad. Mm-hmm. What kind of demon? It's, I think he said Balazau, Balazu, something. I like think Selvi knows. Bezia, Balbialzabub. Hopefully, hopefully not Balbialzabub. That'd suck. <laughs> We're all dead if that was the case. Did you guys like eat a eat a bunch of peanut butter or something? <laughs> you sound like you can't really move your tongue like you should be. You said B because it starts with a B and not because it is a B. Correct? Right, right. God, okay, no, all it's right, not good. a B. Oh, thank God. No, it's I a know, no good I'd be B. Ayas <laughs> is allergic to bees. I'm not allergic, but I don't like them. Oh, really? oh you know, Ayas, I have something for that, I think. Oh, do you? Yeah. What do you have? It's not for bees, I don't think. I have it's a bunch of specific. bees. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am made of bees. Face your fears. <laughs> I'm you know, it's just a tonic bees. for a tonic? Calming. calming. Yeah, it'll make you not listen. It'll make you not worry about bees. I'm interested. If you need that, you yeah. have it on you. You, you like some? Uh, of course, always. <laughs> I, I have a little vial I take out and I, I, I kind of quietly hand it over. Wow. Look at that, fellas. All right, so let me just get this straight. Is Selby just like, does she just sell like drugs, but she calls them teas? Are they just like, they. She doesn't sell drugs. I'm sorry, right. She gives. The only thing she sells is her brews. Right. First one's free. As far as as Ias is concerned, she just has herbs and I'm into it. She's a master forager. Yeah. She's guys. She's really good at foraging. She's called an apothecary. <laughs> what is that? Apothecary. <laughs> what is that? Well, she's like, I'm not actually certified, so I can't legally call myself that. Uh, Janessa opens a window from the second story from one of your rooms, and she's like, "Be careful! There's a bee. Huh? We know there's bees." <laughs> Bringing it full circle. <laughs> Where? Right and she's around. like closing the door, swatting at the air. This is Telnius with a B. <laughs> Clueless and ignorant. I guess I take whatever Selvi yeah, hands me. Yeah, roll a constitution <laughs> oh, saving <shit>. throw. <laughs> no. It'll make you real chill. 
Yeah. Oh, a beautiful six. Ooh. Nice. This takes effect like calm emotion, but you also <sighs> you also start to kind of lose track of how time is working. <laughs> you forget what bees are. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, does you're sound not bizarre. Uh, like we we look back and you're just walking in slow motion. Yeah, but think you're walking dun, dun, normal dun, dun, speed. Dun, dun, dun. You guys, slow down. You, uh, he's walking you faster than up. you. <laughs> okay, Zombie's so like, wow, dun, dun, really dun, dun, effective. Funias, interesting. Yeah, that was Jot quick. down some notes. He's uh, he takes low doses. Yeah. I do have some important information to share. If we're heading to the lumberyard to fight a demon, oh, okay. perfect. So Ice and I just talked to Mister Pickles back there, okay. And he's in charge of the armory. Um, of oh, the, Pickles, yeah, I know. You know Pickles, okay. Mm-hmm. He was quite a character. Um, we he told us that there are notoriously demons and spooks and vampires and, and other. I think he said she vampires or something like that. Vampires and something else, and yeah. He had a bunch of silver weapons, and I asked him, what for are, are these? Um, maybe not those same words in that same order, but a similar <laughs> con- configuration of words. And he told me that the demons don't like silver weapons. Ah. True. Mm-hmm. Brody's getting his hammer worked on. Yes, I'm, I'm getting my hammer worked on. Uh, Ias is, uh, he he got some new arrowheads made of silver. So, And I have this temporary Perfect. hammer that's also made of silver. Well, that I, is per- perfect. I guess it's a good thing my hammer's made of silver. Is it? Yep. I don't think it's necessary. You just have holy damage. <laughs> or, <laughs> no, it's totally made of silver too. Probably. He can have both. Let him have both. <laughs> my B. Uh, Andrew what is B? the Deceiver's Blade silver. You know the one that took over my mind and controlled me for a minute. Oh yes, yeah. Okay. It was crafted from the Pearl Islands, which everything from there was silver. Cool. I say, I, uh, yeah, I still have the silver dagger here. Is Skylock silver? No, but I think that I do holy damage now? I'm not entirely sure. I haven't tested it yet, but, you know, <laughs> demon sounds like a good enough test to me. What's Knox up to? Um, he's sleeping. Selvi, do you have a silver weapon? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Okay. You sound pretty confident about that, so let's keep going. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, half of your crossbow tips are silver. Okay. The other half are just straight-up wooden stakes. Okay. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I do. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd say that we are pretty ready to go. Nice. But I don't think we're going to fight him in the lumberyard, just to be clear. I think we're going to the lumberyard just to talk to somebody about the demon that they saw. Stacy. Oh. Stacy. And she, but she saw him in the lumberyard. Well, yeah, let's go talk to true. some lumberjohns. Come on, yeah, yeah. Lumberjohns so you guys, and lumberjacklins. <laughs> yeah, all the lumbers, all the lumberjays. And so you guys make your way over to the lumberyard. You hear the sawing of wood. You can smell that sweet cedar in the air. And you know, there's just piles of sawdust as you guys are walking in. There are great trunks. Uh, some of them, you know, on end. Uh, still taller than you and you know as you make your way through a couple of the guys and gals working they're just kind of like oh get out of the way you know kind of bump shoulders with and giving you a, a once over look and in the uh near the middle of this of this lumber yard this square it looks like one of the trunks a section was cut off and then just laid down kind of creating like a 
natural stage for outdoor performances, sitting at the edge with one leg propped up and she's kind of plucking and tuning a lute. Kowloon, you feel like you are, whoa, seeing ghosts because this is not just a Stacy. This is the Stacy. And she is looking kind of scrappy, but not like a horse named Scrappy. But she is looking like, you know, she's rough around the edges. And she's got... Get it. uh, She's got blonde hair. (laughs) (laughs) She's got blonde hair and... um, and you know, just kind of like a traveler's look about her. It looks like she's she's been around um, uh, trailing quite a bit, and she's got like kind of one braid pulling her hair behind one ear, and a couple of scars on her face. And she she looks up over the lute and kind of is strumming, playing, and like as she's like tuning one of the strings, it like toink. <laughs> she says, "Call, Stacy, is that <clears throat> um? <clears throat> you know I, each other. Colin Colin puts his hand over his mouth and smells his breath. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she like fussing with his clothes. Uh, I um, how how are you? Um, how, how you been? I'm I'm good. What are you? You're back in Broken Harbor. I heard you. Heard you went over the Chasm Sea. Did uh now now I'm back um these oh the, these these are these are my friends um uh this is um uh Telnius uh Bishop of Treyland hello uh, how do you do I bow is, legally okay uh Ayas um hi 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 uh champion of the sandalwood <laughs> I, I how are you um and 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 this one here is uh is Rory um the hammer yo. Um, guys, or, or we, and, and this, they, and this uh, is Selby right here. Nice oh, to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I've, I've seen you around before. And this, yeah. this, this is midnight right here, and so, this is copper. Yeah. I'm carrots. Do we have all the horses? No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we just, you just, just hey, Bartholm's here too, Abbot Josiah. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure that's Lumberjack and that's Lumberjane. Jill from Jill's Fish and Chips. And that's the ghost of Captain Abrams. You just point out towards the sea. That's Juneo and there's Nick. <laughs> They're back. In my um, heart. So, uh, um, ev- everyone, this, this is uh, Stacy. Uh Wow. Hi, Stacy. You caught us on an off day. Normally, Colin's wearing his fun kilt. We're, we're usually a lot more presentable. I Yeah, you'd be proud. I've got two kilts now. <laughs> That's great. That is great because you used to only have the one, and gosh darn it, uh-huh. if you never washed it. Oh, don't worry. Traveling around. He saves the one for special occasions. Yeah, yeah, I, and still uh, hasn't washed it. Yeah. Still a fan of those candlelit dinners? Uh-huh. Um, is he well, ever? Uh, and, you know, if candles are the only um, light to see by, what are you? So I guess you're just still um, hanging around this area, then. Well, yeah, I'm making a name for myself, Stacy Evergreen Entertainment for Hire. And she puts out her hat from the side, and it's it's like she just kind of tosses it, and some silver falls out. You know, making a living. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. Uh, um, oh, and guys, um, Stacy's, uh, Stacy's the one who taught me to be a bard, so. I thought it sounded like you knew each other. Wow. You dropped your silver. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Hey. Yeah, we used to travel back in the day, back when I was a traveling musician. I've kind of set some roots here in Broken Harbor. I'm seeing how it goes. Kowloon, <laughs> why are you acting so weird? Um, I didn't expect I I, ga- I gather everyone around and like walk away from Stacy for a minute. Are we like in a huddle? Like, are yeah, we in, like yeah, yeah, we're all in a huddle now. <laughs> I put my head we're up doing and a sidebar. Look, look around and then put Can't, my head back down. It's like wait, it's going around like in that '70s show, yeah. and then one of the faces it goes to is carrots. <laughs> <laughs> wait, can you do carrots again, there, Jenna? Yeah, oh. dude. <laughs> Wait, is carrots okay? <laughs> is there a veterinarian? <laughs> carrots got carrots into the stash. Give us some of that calming stuff. Yeah. yeah. I think carrots have been going around the town eating snacks. This yeah. Carrots are slowly gaining a lot of weight. Yeah. During yeah. Anytime Selby goes to tie her reins to a hitching post, it never ties right, and carrots always gets a way to go, like, start just. Yeah. Carrots is like on. that neighborhood cat. Chewing yeah. on cud, yeah, just getting into the forest and like has a whole adventure with like a group of squirrels and raccoons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Becomes a god in another like village. Yeah. <laughs> well, I expect nothing less. So, Colin, what's going so, on? So, yeah, in the sidebar. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, Stacy and I, um, yeah, were once a, um, mm-hmm. uh-huh. an, an item, uh, with her? Good job, buddy. I, what? No, Hi-o. <laughs> you know, it was just kind of happened over the years. Um, wow, that long, huh? Good well, job, we were man. traveling together for nearly five years um, as she trained me. And then eventually um, we became more of a, uh, of a pair. Uh, there are so many people in Trailand. I never thought... That we would just run into her again, um, or I would. Of all the broken harbors, oh. <laughs> <laughs> she yells over. Is that Stacy saying that? Yeah, she says that from she, the. Did she come into the? Oh, the no, she no, she's the still. Hole. Yeah, it like. No, turns she's fixing she's that in the huddle with us. <laughs> she's like next to uh, carrots. Carrots like. <laughs> It, like, uh-huh. it pans to carrots' face and then pans up, and Stacy's riding on carrots. So, I don't know why this is so awkward for me, but... Um, Maybe shake it off, because, like, you know, we're talking to her, and then we just kind of ditched it for the yeah, sidebar. This is definitely yeah. weird, but... Uh, this is making it more awkward. For sure. I know, and I don't know for, how to stop. Yeah, uh, well... Stacy, come one. here. Come here. Come here. Come talk to us. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, Stacy, like, lays down her loo, and she hops off the little trunk uh, stage and makes her way over and kind of... Nudges in between Ias and Selvi. So, hey, hey, hey. Hey, welcome. Welcome to the group. Uh, Kowloon, hey. did it end awkwardly or anything? <laughs> <laughs> Selvi, like, rubs her back, like, hi, Stacy. Hi, um, welcome. She just kind of, like, eyebrow up, like, the fuck? Um, yeah, no, I guess. Look, there's no getting out of how awkward I feel right now. Um, so I'm just going to run with it. Thank you. Telnius for forcing that hand. Um, yeah, that was Telnius. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. I give you nux. Nux. It's okay. Bygones are bygones. All right. You went off to college. You didn't want to travel anymore. 
Your uncle fronted you the money. That's cool. It's all right. I offered to stay with you. You you broke my heart, Stacy. <gasps> you did what? You did it. All right. That is no need to throw stones. I mean, we're all very close, and you're making me very uncomfortable That right is now. crossing a line. You, you broke his heart. Oh, boy. Oh, oh it's hitting him. Look, you... <laughs> Kowloon, you know this more than anyone. During that time, you were not ready for a relationship the way I wanted. That checks out. It was it was <laughs> what I needed to do. And that's where I put my foot down. What did you just come here to try to like win me back in some weird huddle? We sure as I, hell did. No, that's why no, we're here. No. No, <laughs> no hold on. No. You traveled all the way back from the new lands. Did you get the gold? Like I heard Lord Protector Alistair was taken off. I, what what is going on? <laughs> No, no, Stacy. I, I jest. We really were here to inquire of the event recently where you saw a, a bee demon. Yeah, we we heard you had some Stacy. We um we heard you had some recent trauma. Ayes, are you okay? Is it really a bee? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, Bells, no. Bellzoo. I start patting Ayes on the back out. and just kind of like rubbing him on the... It's bu- Buzzmer. Buzzmer. <laughs> the abbot, yeah, he he talked of it as a Belezu or Belezau. Yeah, very strange word, but, you know, weird abyssal words. <laughs> yep. <sighs> well, a- anyway, yeah, I I did see something yeah, with some kind of demon hunter now. Oh, yeah. Well... He's pretty well. badass. You don't know what you're missing. <laughs> well, I've learned a thing or two. All right, all right. That's kind of cool. Uh, well, look, she kind of breaks the huddle and it brushes off. And <laughs> she, I want to describe her outfit a little bit. She kind of has like almost like a jester's outfit, but like a little cooler, a little bit more rattier, um, like worn. And like her boots kind of come to a little point at the bottom. She kind of like takes an entertainer's stand and she's like, Yes, well, I was singing songs for the lads and, and gals out there in the lumber camps. It gets pretty boring out there when you're there for a couple of weeks chopping down trees and, and gathering them up. So I like to go out, tell some stories, make a little bit of coin. And um, one of the nights I had taken to the drink a little bit more than usual and uh, was kind of just, you know, needed to take a breather. Had a little bit too much of that elven weed as well. So uh, yeah. I get I get into the trees. Yeah, you know, I think he's oh, kind of he how I was. He's, he knows. He's, con- he's coming down. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I was just trying to take a breather. And just as I was getting my heart rate back to normal, I'm like uh, just about. And suddenly I hear screams. So I like duck down behind a tree. And the screams, they're getting louder and louder. They're coming toward me. But the screams for help. So... I'm conflicted. I don't really have any weapons on me. And so I I just kind of waited out. Well, finally, there was silence for long enough. And I see this thing, this shadow, a stench so horrible, like nothing I've ever smelt before. What, what I imagined death, but uh, piles of death, like, like corpses upon corpses of decay is what this smelled like enough to just i felt like a shock had run through my system as this thing walked by i was holding my head in pain as i looked up and in the silhouette of the moon i saw these 
stag's horns and this decay of a stag's head up on top of a 12-foot creature, its limbs extended out like the branches of the trees around us. It did not look at me. It just continued on. But I could see the eyes, one glowing red, one glowing white, and I saw the horrified look of the man it was dragging deeper in the woods. I, and she kind of like tears up a little bit, I just watched as he disappeared further north. I imagine towards Deadwood, but I am not entirely certain. Wow, that's terrifying. <sighs> yeah, it was, yeah. It kind of reminds me of something that we faced overseas. I don't know if it's the same thing, but what did you call it, Telnius? A, uh, a Winda, Winda something. Oh, Wendigo. Oh, yes. A Wendigo. Well, this sounds a little bit different, because the Wendigo didn't, uh-huh. like, smell <clears throat> so terrible, it sounds like. The Wendigo was a, a reincarnated cannibal. This sounds like a demon that smells of death. But the, the stag's head and, and horn certainly resemble it. I and what was the word you used earlier? Oh, um, Bulazal? Is that right? That's correct. I, I'm actually not sure how to pronounce it. Abbot Josiah, I think, knew. But um, yeah, it was a very creepy, very scary thing to see. Where did you say you saw it? It was in the middle of Midwood. That's where the lumber camps are. That's where they're taking down trees and bringing them here to the yard. And it seemed like it was heading north, north toward Deadwood. Yes. Well, I don't guess it's going to come around here. I, I certainly hope not. I hope I was of some help. Thank you very much, Stacy. Um, you're welcome. Selby starts rubbing her back again. Please don't touch me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. It was uh, it was very nice meeting you all. I'm I'm a little verklempt at the moment, uh, honestly. I look. I, uh, how long are you staying in Broken Harbor, Colin? We were here just trying to gather uh, some information. Um, I don't know, guys. Are we? Do we take down this demon? Or I think we need to help the abbot Josiah here. I don't feel like he's equipped to manage this on his own. Well, if it's heading north, then what's the problem? Like, it's not coming around this town anymore, right? Well, no, no. I think it went to the Deadwood. And the Deadwood is, remember, where a lot of the kind of issues we've been dealing with are stemming from. I think that might be where we should head. Of course, and I quietly turn to you and say, uh, we got to go north after everything's said and done. You know, oh, to, yeah, uh, that's right. Adam's Port. Adam's port. And we also have to talk to Bartom. I don't know if you remember that or not. Ah, oh, shit. That's right. Yeah. Deadwood also, um, it's where that altar yep. is. Well, yeah, well, I know. That- we have an issue, don't we? Because, like, we're waiting for a ship here. We're supposed to rendezvous with Cass here. Well, we should bring Cass with us. I think we need all the help we can get. Uh, I, uh, Stacy, have you seen a ship dock and leave that had the words, the Valor Scoundrel? painted across the site. Hmm. I was eating down at Jill's Fish and Chips earlier, catching some lunch. Really good stuff, by the way. <laughs> if you guys are in town and you want to get some good comfort food, because that's really what I, all I've been able to eat ever since getting back from that, uh, is great stuff. What, what good, do they serve stuff. at Jill's Fish and Chips? Just fish Mostly and chips. Mostly hamburger. Oh. <laughs> oh, they've changed. <laughs> they Yeah, they changed up the menu. Okay. 
Well, yeah, I was hanging out down there. No, the only ships that have come in this morning or the past couple of days that I've been back in town have been merchant ships and some of the lumber taking it up to Westwick and Octacraig. So, yeah, no, nothing with that name on it that I can recall. Would I know how far the Deadwood is from where we are now? Like how long it would take to get there and back? A little over a, a half day's journey to get back to Deadwood. I don't know if we can go there. So if we decide to go, we can ask maybe Janessa to stay behind and speak with Cass on our behalf in, in case he shows up, right? Well, I guess I guess so. Or um, we can ask uh, Gwendolyn at the inn to put... You know, she, I, she likes taking notes, we know, so... <laughs> well, we also have the issue of snakes in the grass. We're, right. we're kind of surrounded by problems here. Stacy, do you know of any secret organizations or or weird happenings besides the demon there that have been happening in this town? Uh, the abbot told me about how a few folks have gone missing. He said it's probably linked to what I was talking about, but other than that, no, we stay pretty disconnected from the ways of, of Westwick and whatnot. We have our own martial law through the sheriff and any organizations that come through, like any of the knights or anything, they're only here for a, a day or two and then they're on their way. Most folks are just passing through in this town. Well, I, I think you're probably right, Ias. I guess we don't have time to, to go. I want to help. I do. I just, it, I feel like if this thing was heading north, that's a long way away from where we are. You also know that Janessa had said last episode that she has a plan to accompany someone because the altar is where she was born. And so if you want to go back to the inn and kind of discuss things with her, she right. was wanting to go there. Okay. Uh, Stacy, would would you like to come back with us to the inn so we can discuss this? Oh, wait, we have a room together <laughs> if you want to join. Uh, um, uh, well, I, I do have, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll. I could go catch a drink. I wasn't really making much here anyway. And she like picks up her hat and puts it in her bag that's over her shoulder. And she swings her loot around her back and says, yeah, I'm always up for a drink. All right. All right. You guys make your way back to the village square, back to the large patio front of the Whisper Inn Saloon. You all do your routine, kicking in the door one at a time <laughs> and make your way in. And you see Stacy kind of give a little salute over to the halfling and he just kind of salutes in between accordion chords and actually sitting at the bar now you guys all see as you gather in there is a figure with a duster on a wide-brimmed hat and a velvety purple smoke kind of billowing under the hat as a figure kind of turns around their immaculate fingernails and their eyeshadow tip you off as to who this is. And he says, well, hello, boys. Cass. Oh, nice. What's up? Oh, well, uh, a lot has been up. Shall we speak in more private arrangements? Uh, Janessa's upstairs now. Absolutely. Let's lead the way. Let's do it. And he kind of like stops Stacy and he's like, I'm sorry. Who are you? Cass, she's, she's all right. She's with us. Does Selby know him? No, but he he fits the description of the hunter who Janessa has described, name and description of the hunter who found her many, many years ago. Oh, really? Oh. Whoa. That's cute. He kind of gets a look over and he says, I think it's best if your friend here, I understand that you trust her, but I think it's best if she stays down here and grabs a few drinks while she waits. I walk over to Stacy and I pulled out a gold and say, can you uh, 
get us all a, a few drinks and um, maybe have one here at the bar for a minute before you bring them up, please? Whatever's left over is yours. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll have a couple drinks. I'll just meet you guys back down here. I'm, I'm not too worried about it. All right, great. Okay. Not, none taken, and she takes a seat and just starts... Uh, she says hi to Gwendolyn, and they start up small talk uh, as old friends. Uh, you guys start following following Cass upstairs, and you go just past the few rooms down the hallway that you guys have. Midnight's out guarding this final door. Cass walks up to the door, looks down at Midnight, and kind of nods. He looks behind to make sure no other patrons have made their way up there, make sure the coast is clear, and then he gives a knock like one, two, three, one, two, and then slowly opens the door. Sitting on the edge of the bed, looking over maps and notes, is a cloaked traveler. She removes her hood, revealing short cropped hair and a bite mark at her neck that has now healed into a scar. It is Lady Brit. <gasps> oh, shit. I don't understand. They can all hear you through that weird sword handle. Well, yeah, it's it's called a microphone, and it sends sounds through this wire and into the uh, uh, air somehow. And, yeah, people back home catch it, I guess. Well, that doesn't sound very much like necromancy, so I suppose it's all right. Yeah, it's complicated. Look, all you gotta know is that people back home are listening, and we adore them. You should see my home in the forest. Yeah. When you're there, the trees are the ones who listen. What? Oh, oh, I am hungry again. Where's that boy with the cake? Oh, oh. <laughs> all right. Well, it looks like my new friend Starby is going to grab more food. I swear this hallucination or whatever it is is lasting way longer than I anticipated. I guess I'll just have to write it out. Welcome back, y'all. Taylor here as per semi-usual. Hope you guys are enjoying the episode so far, because this one is quite lengthy, baby. Yeah, basically I chopped this recording into two parts, this being the second part. I probably could have chopped into three parts even, because it was a long adventure. But I got a little lazy, and so this episode will be longer than normal. I know, I know. It stinks that it's so long, and I'm sorry, I, I just couldn't help myself. On top of that, this app was... Pretty hard to even want to separate because it flows so well into the, uh, uh, ah, you guys will get there soon enough. Andrew's the danger mom, Mike is Telnius, Brad is the Rory, Colin is Colun, and I, Taylor, am in fact, ya boy, Ias. Sound effects by Alex Pegram and Chasm Quest theme song by Sam Anderson. If you want to support the show and help keep us running and receive bonus content, including secret episodes that aren't on our main channel, then you can join our rowdy crew over at patreon.com slash chasmquest. Fun fact, lately, we have been gathering some of our patrons for some extremely rowdy Candlekeep mystery games hosted by none other than your favorite dangerous mother, Andrew Palmy Boy, the DM. Yep, we have had uh, three D&D games with some of our patrons, and if I told you it was outrageously fun, would you believe it? And I believe that we are considering maybe a couple more games, so if you got a dungeon itch or a dragon itch, you can become a patron and you might find yourself playing a one-shot with your favorite rowdy crew. Speaking of patrons, this week we would like to personally thank Matthew for increasing their pledge up a tier. Thank you! Thank you, thank you, seriously. Thank you. 
It really warms our hearts to get all the support we have been receiving, even through the whole mess that was 2020. If you are already a patron of the show, then consider joining us on our Discord server and hanging out with us where we discuss patron stuff in real time. It's super dope. Like, instead of a chat room, it's like a chat building with multiple chat rooms, and you can definitely find me lurking around in there. If you would like to join our Discord, you can find the link in our link tree on our social media bios, i.e. Instagram and Twitter. You can find it at our website at chasmquest.com, or you can find the link in the description of every episode, including this one. (laughs) Oh, God. Looks like Starby found a whole plate of beignets. Wait, can other people see him? Oh, damn. Maybe this isn't a trip. Did you say trip? I'd love to. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. What? Where did you bring us? This is where I live. Gorgeous, right? Uh, Yeah, actually. Holy shit. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I I gotta finish this up, and then it looks like I'm going exploring. (laughs) If you want to support the show and make our brains melt from the good vibes, then please leave us a rating and review of the show on Apple Podcast. I think we have a little over 100 currently, and we are hoping to press onward to a goal of 200 ratings and reviews of the show, which that would be wildly amazing. If you want to make a one-time donation to the show, you can always do so at our Ko-Fi. Just go to ko-fi.com slash chasmquest, and we will clutch our hearts and start filling up a small inflatable pool with happy tears because of what you have done. Then fall into one of those good post-cry sleeps, you know the ones. And remember, y'all, if you have any questions about the show whatsoever, feel free to ask. If you aren't into joining our Discord at Discord.com, that's perfectly fine. Because you can tweet at us, Instagram at us, at ChasmQuest for both. Or you can browse our extensive website at ChasmQuest.com, where we actually have a ton of our lore, our maps, our NPCs. Along with all that, you can get all the information I have loaded into this mid-roll. So catch us there at chasmquest.com and come say hi, because we'd love to talk to you. Well, all right. It's time for me to trek through this vast, warm forest filled with beams of sun rays and butterflies. God, wow, it's beautiful here. All right, I'm going to head out. I'll catch you guys later. Hey, Starby, wait up. She removes her hood, revealing short, cropped hair and a bite mark at her neck that has now healed into a scar. It is Lady Brit. Oh, shit. Riggs is also sitting in the corner of this room tinkering with a rifle scope, and he's kind of like, No, hey, guys. Riggs. (laughs) Riggs, what's up? What's up, my dude? (laughs) Glad to see you again. My lady, what are you you doing here? (sighs) Oh, Hey, wow, you're alive. This is great. Janessa's also in the room. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, she was going over maps with along with Janessa. She says, it's kind of a long story. Let's, let's all kind of get settled. And Cass shuts the door and locks it. He's kind of like standing guard there as you guys come into this smaller room. And she's like, okay, um, well, a um, few things to update you. A lot has changed. Um, if you guys are ready for some information. 
Lay it on us. Sure. Yeah, what's going okay. on? Okay. Well, a little bit of celebration. We have had success with taking over the White Hammer Castle as a new headquarters for the Resistors. We have a growing number of troops that are coming there to become new recruits, and we're seeing some new energy coming into this movement. It's very encouraging to have this type of stronghold. That's um, fantastic. That's great. Yes. Any? Uh, yeah. um, I'm sorry to interrupt, but any word from my sister and nephew? Yes, uh, they are doing very well down in Denshire. The attacks on the settlement have decreased ever since chasing away Sir Quincy. So we seem to be looking good on the Kinsdale front. Janessa has just announced that you all have secured the Orcs as a secret alliance. That is marvelous. Fantastic work, you all. Rock on. Uh, well, I punched a bird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We had a very good time. It was awesome. Yeah, it was pretty fun. We're all Rockspire champions now, too. Really? Those orcs can get down. Oh, yeah, they party like crazy. It's it's great. It was almost as good, if not better, than the Rock than the Lock Islands. I'm having trouble talking for some reason. <laughs> ah, did you take some of those uh, Selby drugs? Yeah, no, I think it's just like a sympathy <laughs> Selby drug. Yeah, ah, gotcha, herb, yeah, because we're so close. They're herbs. Herbs, correct. Herbs. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Herbs can be drunk. Naturalist, I understand. Yes, they're all they're all organic. <laughs> I did want to note too that like you know, your guys romping around the town, it is now it is kind of later in the day at this point. Sun's um, going down. Yeah, evil's coming out. Down. Who yeah. knows? Who knows what's going to happen? So I would like to say then, as we're having this conversation, Kowloon's not going to be as big of a part of it because I'm taking this next hour to cast Tiny Hut in this room. Cool. Uh, how many people can enter said hut? Nine, and that's exactly how many are in this room. <laughs> Whoa, so. very nice. Um, um, also, since it is getting dark, I'm going to run downstairs real quick and ask our new friend, whose Stacey. name is Stacy, and I'm going to say, hey, could you please run to the um, to the armor, to the to pickles, and pick up and tell them uh, you need to pick up my hammer for me? It should be done by now. Here, take this gold, and, and if you really could, I'd really appreciate it. Stacy's kind of litty at this point. Uh, actually, let's let's just uh, back it up and say that you asked her to do this before getting into the room. Okay. Stacy says, yeah, just after this drink, I'll head on over. All right, stay safe. Thanks. Stay safe. Stacy. Stay safe, Stacy. <laughs> and uh, ever since we talked to Stacy about uh, the bee demon, I want to make sure that I'm just kind of paying attention to my nose. Whenever I smell something, I'm like, what would that be called? Perception. 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 Yeah, just yeah. specifically focusing on smell, you know? Sure. No, Fire no and brimstone. Tinky, tinky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah, you guys are just kind of keeping track. Kowloon starts weaving tiny huts uh, in Lady Britt's room. Uh-huh. And um, she says, is there another room that you could do that in? Maybe just after we finish this conversation? Uh, no, I this just... is the biggest one we have. So, Well, this is actually a single room. And okay. the other, other rooms room. have been larger we have a set this is her room yeah i'll just like out of game let you know like you'll you'll have time after this to be able to cast it she continues in and she's just congratulated you guys on becoming rockspire champions rory says that he punched a bird (laughs) and she's like wow nice very good 
Yes, well, as you can see, Cass is here amongst us. The valorous scoundrel is safe, was able to escape Lake Lariosa, the attack that was happening as you all went down into the Forgotten Caverns. I do have a bit of bad news to kind of sour the room. Well, the sea dogs were not so fortunate. No. No. Uh, all but a handful of their crew. Well, the word is that Captain Jacquard fought to the very end. The prisoner, Admiral Marcus Dumas, looks like he kind of got out of his bounds and they had one final duel. The fate of him and the rest of his ship is uncertain, uh, but first mate Heather did survive and is with the remaining crewmen now back at the White Hammer Castle. They were able to swim over to the Valorous Scoundrel. So. so we don't know if they're alive or dead, they're just gone? They are either captured or dead. That is what we are assuming at this point. They may have escaped, but it was unlikely. And Cass kind of chimes in, yes, it was an unwinnable fight. We did our best, but Maelstrom was there in that lake. Oh, God. Who, who is Maelstrom? No. Maelstrom was the name of the, the ship, ship, wasn't it? Yeah, the ship that used to belong to Henry was captured. Oh. Yeah, Ias is sobering up real quick right now. Yeah, I'm like, oh, my God. Jacquard, no. Well, um, if anyone can make it out of a situation like that, I, I think Jacquard and, and his crew. But this is dire news. They're probably captured. I mean, the way the odds turned against him, they're either captured or dead. We we hold out hope, of course, but uh, it's it's been a couple days, and I, I apologize. That is why we are a bit late, but um, the waters around Trayland are becoming more and more dangerous for us to travel since our arrival. I guess we've been poking the hornet's nest, so bees. Just bees everywhere. Bees everywhere. All right, come. Everyone's going to have to stop with this shit. I am serious. <laughs> Lady Britt kind of comes back in and she says, well, that's not the end of uh, the news. As Janessa has said that we we need a place where uh, we could possibly meet with the new orc leaders to talk about establishing plans and laying out some kind of tactics. Uh, of course, we will keep all communications open if if the sea dogs are to emerge, but the maelstrom is is a terrible frigate. Anyway, we docked the valorous scoundrel just a half mile south. At dawn, we plan to ride for the ship and uh, make our way and sail to Penton, Adams Port specifically. Uh, there's been some developments relayed by the Duke Erwin. Seems he's turning out to be. A bit of an asset, so I will give you all that. Westwick is in the midst of what seems to be a scandal. Allegedly, Queen Margaret has been courting <sighs> Abbot Gregory Nyssa, the uh, cardinal what? bishop. <laughs> yes. Hold on. We were just as surprised as you all. Who? The bishop in Penton? No, he's he's in, he's the one who's taken over for uh, Cullum, right? In Westwick? Yeah, he's he's normally in Penton, yes, but uh, currently he's been in Westwick since Cullum left for the Newlands. It doesn't end there. News reached the burning cathedral of Cullum's demise as well. We're not sure how. Birds. We could speculate, but <laughs> yeah, potentially birds otherwise. 
King Aston has now nominated his long-lost brother, Driston, as the new bishop-elect. Wait, 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 hold on. He, Driston. Hold on. Wait a minute. I thought that Driston was, wasn't Driston the, the acolyte who left the faith? Well, um, yes, but that is not the tale they are spinning in Westwick. They are making it seem as if he was some gifted acolyte at the time and, and left to pursue some kind of special connection with Thessla. And they're claiming now that he can grant new life and, and longer life. Wait, I know for a fact I heard the clerics at Westwick mention that Driston couldn't even do a simple incantation. They would say things like, no light of Thessla was born in that one, or probably an unbeliever, if you ask me. How could he have risen to power? He he is Aston's brother. This is how the Popkins work. As soon as one of them gains power, you're just going to see another and another taking over, whether it's the first knight of the Vipers or the Lord Protector in the New Lands. It does not matter. As we speak, uh, his confirmation in Colum's funeral is, is being planned, and this is a wild, wild time for Westwick. I kind of I slam my hammer down on the table and just kind of get a uh, like solemn, stern look, um, but don't say anything. I'm sorry. He could have wild powers. He could have no power. His true power comes, though, from his namesake, his family. Seems like everyone after Sir Rorik is just despicable. I agree. I agree very much as a Thatcher. We have watched as the Popkin family has just smeared any of the nobles of Westwick. Erwin has also reported that Nyssa is fleeing Westwick right now with the Queen and has potentially already left. That's why we're leaving as soon as dawn arrives. There's rumors of a schism Driston and the Burning Cathedral in Westwick versus Abbot Nyssa and the Abbey of the Eights in Penton. So right now, Penton seems to be ripe for joining the resistors. Now feels like the time to gain the trust of the leaders there and and gain information about what the king is up to from Nyssa and former Queen Margaret. That's perfect. I look at Ayas, Rory, and Kowloon. Guys, Penton is literally just north of Adam's Port. That's where this message told me to go. And that's where you gotta go to meet the beggar. Right. The blind beggar. The blind beggar, yes. I <laughs> think we know our next destination. Well, Lady Britt, do you know anything about this blind beggar? Does that ring any bells to you? She reads over the notes. The most I'd be able to make out from this is that at Adamsport, it's a small, you know, it's smaller than Broken Harbor. It's really just an in and out entrance to be able to access Penton at the top of the hill. There is an old lighthouse that is no longer being used as much as it used to, but um, that's all I could connect really from Lamp and other clues. Perhaps that's where you need to look. Well, yeah, I'd, I'd say so. Um, That's a start, at least. My one issue is that the note says I'm supposed to go alone, so not a fan of that. Nothing makes me more happy than the news that we're traveling back to my homeland. Oh, yeah. I'm all for this. 
No, I, I would I would love to go back to Westwick sometime soon, though, especially after this info I gathered around the uh, staff of Prolonging. But, uh, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think Adams Port and Penton is probably our next destination. Really I... hate the fact, though, that we're leaving, you know, without tying the, the loose end in the deadwood, though, you know? Mm. Right, Janessa? Yeah, actually, Britt and I were just talking... Cass, myself, and Selvi, if you would like to join, we're actually going to be leading a team back to the Orcs in order to inform them. You know, somebody's got to tell them to meet in Adamsport. So we're going to be heading back that way. And we are going to be doing some investigations in Deadwood. Have you guys learned anything new? Yes. Oh, yeah, quite yes. a bit. Demons. Okay. Yep. There's bee demons, vampires, Vampires are weak to silver. That's pretty much no, it. No, 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 no. Demons are weak to silver. That might confuse you. When he says bee demons, he doesn't mean butt demons. He means a different kind of demon. I don't think anyone was thinking butt, but thank you, guys. Roy raises his hand. He's like, that's what I've been thinking this whole time. I, <laughs> I definitely I'm with thought you, they were butt demons, but yeah. good to know I, haven't cl- I haven't unclenched for hours. <laughs> you thought they were going to get you in the butt. Yeah. It's just a little Aww. pinch, a little pinch there. <laughs> Gives a whole new meaning to exorcism. <laughs> Brittany says, yes, there's a lot of information to be discussed, a lot to be investigated, but we must organize our thoughts. Looks like moving forward is the best thing. Looks like Janessa, Selvi, and Cass will be investigating what you guys have found in this Deadwood, looking a bit into Janessa's past, and Janessa nods. The rest of you, if you are willing, will join me as we head to Penton. And I am sorry to bombard you with information, but um, we have little time. Things are moving very quickly, and I am, I am very tired. Let us continue these plans in the morning, maybe perhaps aboard the ship. Mm-hmm. I have a very bad feeling about this town, especially with the note that you said. I fear... There could be our enemies much closer than we anticipated. I fine by me. Well, that that's why I suggest that we all sleep in the same room within the tiny hut. Nothing can nothing can penetrate that. Tiny hut. <laughs> oh, I'm re- I'm renaming it. <laughs> it's the tiny hut. I- <laughs> uh, Britt says I um I would be open to that. Uh, I would like to uh, spend some time and go over some things with um. Rory, though, about Denshire. Um, but other after that, yeah, we could meet in your room. Oh, um, I get it. Yeah, come on, guys. Let's, uh, let's yeah, go to the next yeah. room. Right. I'm busy yeah. over here. <laughs> um, yes, I, I will see you all uh, in the morning, potentially in the tiny hut. Okay. I mean, it's... I, I have to I have to make it with all of us in sight of it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, come on. Colin, no, no, Colin, no. You, go, no, go, you go. give everyone access. It'll be fine. Let's just go. I push Colleen out, oh. and I, like, look yeah. back at Rory. I'm, like, waggling my eyebrows. But, you know, if, look, I'll, I'll wait, like, an hour, maybe, and then just, like, come by the room if you want to be a part of the... Rory just, well, like, you... slowly swings the door closed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ayas goes down. He gets three rounds of drinks for everyone. Hell yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you guys uh, start drinking. Stacy has come back. She's like, hey, where's um, where's Rory? I got this I got this really cool hammer for him. 
Oh, he'll be here tomorrow. You know, he's using his hammer, I think. <laughs> all right, all right, okay. If you know he's, what I mean. He's putting the hammer down, that is for sure. Uh, drinks? You said drinks on you? This is great. Hi. Yeah. yeah. No, this is this is wonderful. Everyone, so, there's Amber Sin in the corner over there, and then I've got a couple of bottle of wines on the table. As the night goes on, we just get a montage of drinking um, and partying. Still to yoga uh, music. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, at this point, um, and that one like halfling is still sexy dancing. Well, the like, halfling comes. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, the halfling yes. He's very tired with the accordion. He's been going for Thank hours. Accordion sounds like accordion yoga music. <laughs> no, it's actually been picked up by a full band. Uh, Janessa at one point goes up and joins. Uh, Stacy goes up and sings. Drinking games go back and forth. Poker games go. The three, Stacy, Selvi, and Janessa, are talking after one particular performance. And Stacy kind of says, "Look, I've I've been kind of stuck in this town for a while. And if you guys, and she's definitely slurring at this point, if you guys are going back out to the camps." You could use a guide. Are the camps in Deadwood? They're near Deadwood. It's it's in Midwood. Oh, mm-hmm. so it's on the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Selvi hasn't gone out past Mawfield, which okay. is between uh, Broken Harbor and Deadwood. So we would need a guide. Yes. And Janessa says, well, yes, uh, I haven't ever ventured into Midwood. It would be good to start there and start tracking north from there, and hopefully we can find these people that are being taken. Hey, Kowloon! Kowloon, hey! Um, uh, hi! Yes, tis me. Kowloon's a little bit drunk. <laughs> tis, tis I. How are you? She's, she says, hey, we're, we're planning, uh, uh, oh, well, you're going up to uh, Penton, but hey, we're gonna be going into Midwood, going up to Deadwood. Be kind of cool to have another person. Are, are, you, are you saying you want me with you? Uh, I'm thinking, and she's like waggling eyebrows at Selvi, and Selvi Selvi like waggles him back and has no idea what's going on. And Janessa <laughs> she's like waggling her eyebrows. Janessa looks over. <laughs> Selvi's learning how to waggle her eyebrows currently. She's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Janessa looks over to Stacy and says, uh, "Yeah, wouldn't it be kind of nice to have another man at arms?" And Stacy's like, she gives kind of a sly grin. For a second, she says, "Well, I, I don't know. Are you still wielding that weird blade you found?" Uh, Gaelic, Ga- you know it's called Gaelic. If that's what you want to call it. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> where you found a dildo? <laughs> Oh my it's like God. a broken dildo. <laughs> Is it shaped you like a may, monk? You made Selby cry. <laughs> Can we please have Ayas having said that as he was passing by the table? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm carrying a tray of like glasses of ale yeah. over to Telnius. Uh, so yeah, Stacy's like, she kind of gives a slight grin. So you still wielding that weird weapon of yours? Hi, um, Gylik, you know, you know the name. Uh, yes, I... I don't want to be away from my fellow ratty boys for too long, but uh, but I I think for old times' sake and to make sure you're safe, I could accompany you for this for this one thing. Yeah, and uh, at least I'm going up with the orcs. Don't know about Selvi quite yet, but you know we're meeting back up in Penton. We'll we'll get you there. Yeah, yeah. I'll talk it over with the guys, and uh, 
uh, set up a time to, to meet up with him again. But no, yeah, this will this will be good. This will be good. We can uh, catch up um, on the way. Stacy's like another adventure. That sounds um, sounds kind of nice. It's been a long time. It has. Janessa, like really bad at like reading social cues, is like ha. And she just punches your arm, but it's, like, way harder than she anticipated. So I'm going to need you to roll a strength saving throw. Okay. I'm real bad at that. 13. Yeah, she's going to go ahead and clobber you. Yeah, that's a 15. You literally, like, you're standing, and then you're on the ground. Is he passed out? No, he's not passed out. Unless, like, he's really been drinking that much. Yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and make myself roll a constitution check. Oh. Yeah, no, I'm passed out for sure. I rolled a three. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Stacy kind of grins up, looks at Selvi and Janessa, and's like, never got to see his tiny hut. <laughs> <laughs> or his old tiltoe. <laughs> oh, no. Great. Uh, where's Rory and uh, Telnius? And well, I guess Ayas. Ayas kind of passed by the table. Yeah, Ayas was getting a cameo. Mm. I mean, I was still upstairs with Lady Britt, wasn't I? Oh, shit, yeah. that's right. Yeah, I was going to say. So Telnius and Ayas were yet. Yeah, I brought two rounds to Telnius. Me and him and I guess Janessa and Lady Britt are just going to, we're town. Going, we're going to town. We're like playing silver coins and we're nice. like slapping them on the table and bouncing them into the cups. That's awesome. Give me dexterity checks at disadvantage, both of you. All right. <laughs> I feel like that's a very finesse type of thing to try to do. Uh, 16. Damn. My, yeah. I was a 13, <laughs> which is I was really proud of. I was like, fuck, yeah, I might actually win this. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, so ISC kind of collects himself. He's like, look, I've taken hard drugs today. This alcohol is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I tried drugs today. I am <laughs> I am invincible. If anything, they yeah. evened out. Like yeah, upper right. And down. <laughs> yeah. Or it's just luck. I mean, it's literally slapping a coin on the table yeah. and just <laughs> bouncing the right way. Um, no, it takes skill. Uh, <laughs> Cass, uh, Cass and Riggs actually join and, and, and on the fun. Can we put money on it? I'll put money on it. Okay. Well, since I lost, I don't want to. <laughs> I, I should. I shouldn't. Now that I know that I did well, so we'll, we'll just won't. We won't do. Uh, that. Money shifts and actually casts like while smoking. He's like bouncing these silver coins in and just nailing them. And some oh. of them, he looks away. Uh, he's like, <laughs> "Damn, they don't call me dead eye for nothing." I, I guess so. Hell yeah, Cass. Uh, can I can I use magic? <laughs> yeah, this isn't fair. I can't even reach the fucking table. <laughs> Give me a stool. <laughs> he's like, Rig stomps over and grabs a stool, and he's like angrily throwing them onto the table. They're just bouncing everywhere except in the cup. And he's like, fuck, fuck this game, <laughs> and he flips the table. Oh, oh man, classic. Oh, Riggs. Uh, yeah, so you guys uh, continue partying. Eventually, things wind down. Is Selvi still over there with you? Oh, yeah, that's right. She was with them the whole time, so she wouldn't be with us. Well, it's after that conversation. Okay. You guys see Kowloon on the floor, and they're just, yeah, they're just at a table talking and stuff, and Janessa finally is like, how about one more song? And the crowds kind of cheer up a little bit, and she, she goes up, and she starts playing the fiddle up front. 
when Janessa gets up to the stage, Stacy's like, oh, come on, let's do a duet. And they kind of do like a, a back and forth. They're actually doing like a, a bit of a competition. It's so Donnie nice. Yeah, and I guess everybody's just moving around my unconscious body. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Selfie put a little pillow under yeah. your head. Oh. And then I took it away. Yeah, so Cloak. And I, 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 I put it over his face. <laughs> Gently pushed down. Oh my. This got real dark. <laughs> I'm just You're just like, shh, 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 shh. Or is he? Oh. We don't know. Nobody knows. Maybe this is where it ends. All right. Um, so, Selvi, uh, you Telenius. you spent some time with Bartolm, right? I mean, I, this is probably our third time talking about him, right? I kind of nudge Colin. I, yeah, yeah, we have, we have talked about it <laughs> a few times. You remember in his hut that weird glass case he had where he kept all those, like, gems and metals and stones? I do. What, what <laughs> was up with those? Do you know? Did he ever talk about those to you? Man, <laughs> I, <laughs> I wish I knew, but no, he did not. No, what about those? No. Those? Uh, do you remember the the like black obsidian boxes? I always got the weird feeling out of those things, like there was like something magical about them, and yet like the absence of magic. It was super weird. Do you know what I'm talking about? Wow, that's very uh, descriptive. Um, no, no, uh, no, I don't. I don't think. You know, when I visited Bartom, you know, it was late. I'd had a few somethings. Stressful situations had happened, so it wasn't all together there. Um, well, that's fair. But yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I get it. All right. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just curious. Those things always stuck out in my memory. You know. Oh yeah, I. They did not in mine. <laughs> um, but I'm glad. I'm glad you have those memories. Me too. Tell they'll you. they'll live with That's me great. forever. Probably. They I I hope. Well, sometimes they don't, but I hope they do. <laughs> hey, you guys need some refills? Oh yeah. I would, oh, I is. And what what is uh, this? What are you refilling? Uh, I'm refilling the uh, amber sin. What do you, you want? Some oh. different? Oh, oh. No, I love Booten Lake. Booten Lake, right? Exactly. The only one I like to drink. One of my favorites. I didn't know amber was in. Hey, I heard you talking about those gemstones. Yeah. You. Oh, yeah. The in the case, the glass case. You remember them? Yeah. I remember them very well. How the hell have we not talked about this? I don't know why I haven't asked you about it. What was up with those? You know, I never got around to asking them. I just know that he kept them around for their purpose in whatever religion they might pertain to. It was, you know, he had a couple that were for obsidian. He had for some for emeralds, whatever it may be. Oh, so they were religious in nature. I assume so. They had just all kinds of particular elements about them that give them certain types of power. Which he was experimenting with, obviously. Hmm. Did they give you feelings like Delnius had about them? I've only ever had a specific feeling about the emerald type because oh. really? they relate to uh, Nyx. Oh, what what feeling is that? Ah, the feeling of growth and power in healing and love. Any kind of like Nyx-type stuff, moon magic. Interesting. The whole shebang. When he mentions that the emerald gemstones have to do with like Nyx and that stuff, I take out my notebook and I go over all of the things I remember being in that case. Um, that's right. There was a piece of amber, three rough-cut emerald gemstones, an iron ingot of gold labeled with like measurements on its side, large piece of silver ore that hadn't been smelted, four red rubies, 
slab pink marble from Barda, I'm assuming. Two large diamond pieces, like invaluable, huge, and then a velvet pouch of pearls. Yeah. I wonder if each one of these is tied to some sort of deity or power. Huh. Interesting. I assume he wouldn't keep them all together unless they had some kind of significance in the world. Yeah. Especially the word of Trailer. That's true. I just start, like, scribbling. I Next to the three rough-cut emerald gemstones, I write uh, in the margins, you know, Nick's uh, love and growth and just kind of taking the notes that you said. So the door is shut. Rory and Britt, you kind of are getting close on the bed. And Britt says, I didn't, I didn't actually have much to say about Denshai. I just, I just wanted to be alone for a while. Hey, yeah, it was, um, I mean, I was, I was kind of hoping that was the case. How have you been? I mean, I, I know that you've probably been under a lot of pressure, you know, like how are you handling it? Oh, that's too much of a question. I, you don't no, need to answer no, it. no, not, not at all. Not at all. I, sorry. It's just, I, yeah, there's a lot of emotions right now. Um, leading a resistance for the second time. How awful it went the first time. How many friends I lost. How many friends I'm losing now. I mean, am, am I ready to be a leader who is willing to accept not only calling the shots, but accepting that people will be willing to die for me? That that has been the hardest. You know, I think um I think by asking that question you're you're on the right track. I I can't imagine anybody who would do better. So I don't know. Are you ready? I I don't know that you'll ever feel ready, but I think you're the best choice that we have. I think that anybody would feel honored to follow you. I certainly do. Wow. That means a lot. You don't think it will become an issue by the end of this with Ayas and his claim to the throne? You know, I I know you too well enough, and I don't think either of you have a lust for power. I, I think that you both want to do what's best for the people, um, and so I, I think you're gonna you're gonna work something out. I can't imagine that either of you would feel too overcome to not work something out together. I certainly hope that is the case. Perhaps he will be amenable when he goes to White Hammer castle. It is astounding. A fortress to behold. It is beautiful in its make and and yet strong. Um, Very strong. And she's actually kind of like touching your arm. You know, I was just realizing, I just told told the guys the other day, you know, I can't help but think that there's, that there's something on the other end of this. Like, like maybe you and me, like maybe there's something there. I I think you're correct, Rory. And Rory leans in to give her a smooch. (sighs) 
It's getting really heated between like Janessa and Stacy on stage. Like the whole crowd is now in on this. Like it's basically a battle of the <laughs> bands, like going back and forth, like each of them soloing, like Janessa's going hard on the fiddle, just like her fingers are starting to like the calluses are even starting to break. And uh, <laughs> and then Stacy will come back and she'll kind of get a lick in and she'll like do some finger taps and shit. <laughs> on the loot and as it's really starting to culminate and it's looking like Stacy's in Janessa's face with it Janessa's like about to fall off the stage that's how intense this is getting and everyone's cheering from the crowd suddenly you hear shouts coming from the village square <gasps> Janessa falls off the stage and Stacy does like a off-tune strum of her lute. Kowloon, you kind of like, uh, Janessa actually lands right next to you and Kowloon, you kind of go, <laughs> come out of it. I, I look over at Janessa and go, well, um, tit for tat, I guess, you know, you got one in on me and apparently I got one in on you. So, all right, we're leaving. <laughs> Huh? Kowloon definitely thinks that he was in a fight with Janessa and they both got knocked out. <laughs> um, as we pull away, you guys can clearly see through the windows of the front of the saloon out into the village square. It seems like three horsemen have arrived and two of them bear torches. There is also a small platoon standing behind these three riders. As one from the front dismounts, he pulls out a scroll and begins to read. On behalf of Sir Quincy, first knight of the Viper's Order and King Aston, I hereby decree this town under lockdown. No one may enter or leave until we have every rebel in custody. Every member of Lady Brit's traitorous resistance shall make themselves known now to avoid any bloodshed. We will now commence a search of Broken Harbor. And you see as torches are handed out between this platoon, and they begin going in all directions. Two of them are heading here into the saloon. Barricade the door, right? Or, or should we just hide? No, barricade the door for sure. The door's just like a little a little swingy thing, right? <laughs> yeah, they're just saloon doors. Yeah, but we got tables we can prop up against it. All of the people begin like freaking out and they're fleeing either back to their rooms or uh, Lady Gwendolyn begins shouting and she says, out the back, out the back, everybody. And she starts leading folks out that way leaving you guys to work together. So everyone roll me a niche and let's see how quickly we get this barricade set up. Uh, 13. 18. 3. 15. Before everything starts, I want to say to Stacy, grab Rory's hammer and run it up to him quick. Stay up there with Lady Brittany. And she nods and you can see that when she is able to go, she will uh, follow that command. Cool. Yeah, it is now nighttime probably like eight, nine o'clock-ish when this troop has come in. That's a 20 for me. Nice. Actually, I have a 21. Oh. All right, yeah, you guys are sobering up very quickly as things happen fast. So a couple of you work together to get, before, you know, battle starts, a couple of you are 
over to the left entrance. A couple of you are over to the right entrance. These soldiers are making a quick beeline, though. Uh, Selvi, we're going to go to you first. Where are they inside now? Uh, they're on their way. They're like, imagine them 15 feet away. One's coming in the north entrance. The other's coming through the south entrance. They're 15 feet outside the door. Yes. Which entrance am I by? Whichever one you want to be. The north. Okay. You're to the right then, facing outside. And so you see this thing coming uh, 15 feet toward you. Give me a perception check. 22. Nice. Selvi, you see that these soldiers are walking in a kind of chaotic manner as they're walking up. They all have helmets on, and you see the faint glow of red and white behind the visor. You look beyond them to the soldiers that were on horseback. You get a closer look. The mare that the rider behind the first two looks like no horse you've ever seen before. No carrots, no quarter, no scabby, no... No tolka. (laughs) Tolka. Scabby. This thing, it looks like it the front of its nostril, instead of being a normal horse nose, it looks almost bony, but it is all black, and it seems that its mane is made of flames. The rider on the back has a breastplate of the stag's order, so it is golden yellow with antlers on the front. They are wearing a large helmet with large chaotic stag's horns reaching up toward the night sky. There is a red glow coming from behind the visor of this helmet. You can definitely see that the other two, the front leading horses, are Viper's Knights as well. They have helmets off, though. Wait, so you're saying that it was a stag's order, the guy had a stag's order breastplate, but the other two have viper breastplates? Exactly. Okay. Uh, the stag's order is atop the nightmare. Right. Of course. <laughs> nightmare. I didn't come up with no, it. It's a D&D thing. That's cute. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's cute. Very cute. Good job, Andrew. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I applaud you. Yeah, way to create that, man. You're welcome. <laughs> There's one close to you, 15 feet. The other is 30 feet away uh, to the other entrance. Over your table barricade, you could still shoot spells. I'm going to cast Moonbeam on the one closer to me. (gasps) Ooh, nice. I believe I make a constitution saving throw. So it's going to take half damage. So still roll your damage for the spell. It's 4d10. Mm-hmm. 21. And... Selvi, you step forward, extend your hand out. You see the moonlight shining down on these not-so-normal soldiers, and you call from the sky moonbeam. Do you want to say, like, a cool line? Yes. What, like a... (laughs) Like, fuck you. (laughs) Yeah, just to go ahead and put you on the spot real quick. You want to say a cool line? That's on you. (laughs) (laughs) What what does a drunk Selvi say? (laughs) Yeah, no, that's perfect. And that is... is, It's nighttime. (laughs) Fucking... Fucking stop it. <laughs> Fucking nighttime. Like, as like, good night. <laughs> as the a beam of moonlight comes down and simply eradicates this soldier as it's walking up. It seems Yum. to just shake, and you can see as the pieces of its undead flesh dissipate under the moonbeam. All that is left is just ash. So you can keep moonbeam activated for your next turn if you wish. Yeah, girl. Okay, sweet. Uh, we yeah. then move on to the Stag's Order Knight. He is going to step off of the Nightmare. There is a heavy 
as his feet drop to the ground. He stands tall. There is a chain hanging on his back as he pulls not just a shield, but a handle connected to a chain. Dropping to the dirt of the village square, you all see Sir Rutherford's axe at the end of a chain. Shit. We thought it was lost to the sea. As he grasps his handle, flame suddenly emits from the heart of this axe. Oh my god. He is going to start his charge toward the saloon. He makes it 15 feet. He's standing at the end of the porch, but he's like looking in, just kind of assessing what's in there. He saves his action though. Rory, you're upstairs and uh, (laughs) you guys have heard the cry out just as things were getting heated up. You have enough time though to grab your weapons. And just as you realize you have the wrong hammer, uh, someone's knocking at the door. Yeah, I'll, I'll open the door really quick. It's Stacy, and she says, I, I was told to bring this up to you, and I it's st- your new hammer. I was. I say, thanks, and I snatch it from her hand. How was I made aware of this situation? So from the second story, there is a window that overlooks the village square. Perfect. Um, the curtain was open, like, just a little bit, and you're able to kind of go up to the window. You were able to hear that guy because he was declaring it for the entire town. How close from the window is the guy who's still up? How close is the guy who's moonbeamed down? If you were to leap off and go down, there's kind of a slanted roof over the porch. The soldier that was heading toward the saloon is literally just at the end of that, at the bottom, like ready to go in through the door. The stag's ordered knight is about 15 feet toward the middle of the saloon, but he's standing right at the edge, so you can still kind of see the tops of their heads. I am going to do that. You read my mind. I'm going to go into a rage, jump through the window, try and slide down, and as I'm like jumping off the side of the roof, I'm going to try and grab the antlers on his helmet and just slam him down to the ground as hard as I possibly can. <laughs> oh the my god. This is going to be epic. Okay, I'm going to have you make a strength check with advantage since you are currently raging, but he had a saved action. So let me give him a perception. Yeah, he definitely sees you coming and just as you're leaping off the edge of the roof coming down on him, I imagine there's a call involved. Of course, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And so as you're coming down, you just see his head twitch up and you see nothing but it looks like burning embers from behind the visor of this helmet. As suddenly the the axe lifts into the air as he whips it behind him and then brings it around to the right to swipe from right to left on you. Yeah, that's going to be 25 to hit. It does hit. Oh. 18 points of damage total. Four of them are magical flames, so you do not get to take your resistance to, to this any of damage. It? Nope. Okay, so 18 points of damage, you said? Yep, 18 points of damage. As it slashes across your chest, it takes off the very last of the paint that was remaining on your oh, no. eagle tattoo, but you still get the rest of your turn. Does that mean, like, my planned attack didn't succeed, but I'm still able to make an attack when I land? Uh, No, your planned attack is still able to succeed. He just got the swipe on you before you land on top of him. So give me a strength check. Uh, I did. It was a nat 20. Oh, (laughs) beautiful. Uh, He's going to roll 
a strength, and that's only going to be a 12. So you grasp his horns and wrench his body to the ground. (laughs) You currently have him pinned to the ground. He's not happy. Is the helmet, like, attached to his head? Yeah, it does not come off. Okay, then I'm going to (laughs) twist. Like, twisting his neck around as hard as I can. Okay, so matching that with your nat 20 strength save, yes. As you twist his helmet, it does release off of his head, revealing a blackened and burning skull from underneath. There is kind of like flame shooting out a little bit where his beard used to be. And he says, I guess we'll give it one more try. And so I, I bring the antlers down onto him. <laughs> yes, give me an attack roll. At advantage, because he's prone. 26. 26 hits. But just barely. Uh, so what would be the damage for that? Stabbing him with his own antlers. Give me a 3d6. Oh, gosh. I rolled two ones and a five. Oh, man. That's only seven. Yeah. Well, plus it's still oh. seven points of damage. Yeah, plus so. a d12 of ego damage, because it's its own right. antlers. Yeah, and he is prone. <laughs> He's still on the ground prone. Seven points of damage. We then move from Rory's turn, because those were two attacks, uh, to Ayas. Yes, I sprint out into the square through the double doors as I unsheathe Vanessa, and I am just charging out. And as I press out into the square, who do I see first? Are you at the south entrance or the north one where Selvi was? I would be at the one where she was because we were partying together, right? Yeah, that sounds right. So, yeah, yeah, you dive over her, over the table of barricades. The swinging doors burst open as you dive over, and you kind of tumble out into the middle of the square. You literally see directly to your left Rory stabbing down the antlers into Sir Rutherford remade. You also see the two horsemen standing atop. There are other soldiers, but it looks like they're disappearing into the night looking for other resistors. Okay, so the closest horseman I see, I leap up with Vanessa out in front of me in a stabbing position as I leap point first at whoever that is, Sternum, just straight at their chest. Give me the attack roll. That is a supreme failure. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Is it Almost a nat one? Up. Yes. Ooh, that is going to incur consequence and end your turn. So, yep. Yikes. you come stabbing toward this thing with lightning-like reflexes. This thing totally just sidesteps you faster than you would have imagined. This is the one that like was calling out in the midst of the square. He sidesteps you. Suddenly, he's right next to you. He's going to attempt a bite on your neck. Uh-oh. That is going to be a 15 to hit. Fails. Ooh, so he gets real close and snaps at you. You're able to shoulder him off, but unfortunately, your turn ends as we go straight to the Vipers. So he's going to then use his claws to attack. All right, misses with the first attack. And with the second, he's clawing at you. You are just literally like... You had the sword out in front of you. You suddenly turn to face him, and you're literally, like, using your sword to bat away his claws as he's just, like, one after the other. Oh, that's awesome. And the second viper, though, is going to leap off his horse at you. So if you could give me a strength saving throw. Coming right Actually, it's a contest. I'm sorry. So just roll a strength check. Okay. That's 19. 
Looks like your luck is returning. It got a 16, so it does not tackle you. That was its first attack. It's then going to land behind you, come to its feet, and it's actually going to use 15 feet of its movement to crawl up like really creepily one of the pillars of the deck and then launch itself at you once again. Unfortunately, it is another miss. You're literally just using your sword and just like, ah, 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 and like dodging these things. But you are currently, wait, you are currently flanked. So that's actually going to be at advantage. Ooh, it's still, a, it's a 16. Does that hit? That hits. Okay, so finally, one of the claws sinks into your flesh at the very end as it leaps off of this pillar. And you're going to be taking 10 points of slashing damage, and I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. 21. Yep, it's claws in your side. You can feel that he had gotten just under your ribs. His claw then, like, gripped the bottom of your rib cage to try to grapple you. You were able to pull yourself away. All right, we go next to... Oh, actually, the other soldier, he's going to ignore the... This is like one of the soldiers that went out to search. The other one was obliterated by the moonbeam. He is going to look over and see Sir Rutherford down on the ground, and it's going to rush over and make some attacks on Rory. All right, it attempts to bite you, and that's going to be a 15 to hit, Rory. Does not succeed. All right, so it rushes up behind you and goes to bite in, having to remove its helmet first. (laughs) And it reveals the same orcish fiends that you had been fighting in Deadwood. They have been clad in very, very old Trailender soldier, just typical soldier attire. This one is going for a bite uh, on your neck. It fails, though, and so we will move on. Kal'un. Yeah, so the viper on top of Rory, uh, or the orc thing that's on top of Rory, I am going to run within 15 feet or so of it and then cast Polymorph on it. All right. It needs to make a wisdom save. Okay, yeah, it got a 13 straight. Nice. So while it's attempting to bite into Rory, it instead turns into a fish. And gives him a wet, sloppy kiss on the cheek. Yeah, and a fish just falls on top of the armor and clothes that it was wearing. That's perfect. I love that. So Rory just like feels like fangs like clasp right behind his neck, and then it turns around and there's just a fish flopping on the ground. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> yeah. it's giving you that little like that little fish kiss, like the. <laughs> you know it still counts as life drain yeah give me a constitution saving throw oh no no i'm just kidding count we had count bun or we had bunny? bunny count bunny count bun- bun- bunkula 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 yeah bunkula bunkula and now, from those who brought you that one, it's a Count Troutula. <laughs> Troutula. Count Magikarp. Okay, uh, sorry. So we uh, we then move to, after Kaloon's turn, Cass is going to rush upstairs with Riggs, and they just kick down the door of one of the rooms, and Cass is going to arm one of his rifles and use the butt of the rifle to break out the window, and he aims down... He's going to aim for one of the vipers that's attacking Ayas. Yeah, that's my boy. All right, he's going to hit. 
That's going to be 15 points of damage as a bullet whizzes through the air and strikes the shoulder of one of these vipers. He gets two attacks, and so Riggs hands him another... Boom, he does it again on the same one. Just two oh, shots, nice. 15 points <laughs> each, tallying 30. We then go to Telnius. All right, I want to run towards um, Ias and the two vipers that are facing him. And while I'm running, um, in like one hand, you know, I've got my hammer. And in my other hand, I'm like doing the Naruto symbols and stuff and uh, casting a spiritual weapon. I'm trying to create a a spiritual weapon directly behind one of the uh, vipers that are facing Aias. So I want to be sure I I finish casting the spell before I get within five feet of it. But yeah, I just want to run up to it while I'm running. I cast it and the, the spiritual weapon is I'd like it to be right behind him and then I'll attack, attack him with it. All right, go for it. All right, that is a 18 to hit. It hits. Awesome. So that is yeah. nine points of radiant damage. I'm sorry, which one are you going for again? The one on the left. <laughs> uh, one of the vipers mm-hmm. you said, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, uh, this is the same one that has taken... Uh, So double that damage. What's that total? 18 total after it's doubled. Okay. Uh, How do you take down this first Viper? Okay. So yeah, like I said, I created the spiritual weapon behind it and I'm like yelling the verbal uh, part of the spell as I'm coming, trying to get its attention. And I want it to like look like dead, like, you know, we, we lock eyes. And then right then I just like lower my hand. And as my hand lowers, a scimitar literally just slices right from like top to bottom through it. And it just like cuts him like butter because it's, it's radiant. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. It screeches into the night as this scimitar comes down through its body. Uh, is that all yeah. for your yeah, turn? Yeah, that's my turn. Okay, awesome. We're actually going to get Lady Brit. She's going to go to the window that Rory went through, and she actually has a, a heavy crossbow. So she's going to shoot first at the only remaining uh, viper. Hasn't taken any damage. It's too hard to see the fish and Sir Rutherford. So nice. That's a hit, and that's going to be nine points of damage. Yes. Nice. All right, so first blood on the second Viper, and we go back to the top with Selvi. So, Selvi, you have Moonbeam, but you also know that you have your your crossbow to use, so whatever you want to do. Where's Janessa? Oh, shit. Let me roll a niche for her. Sorry, I had a lot of NP. She rolled a nat one for Perfect. that, <laughs> so we will have her. She's just getting up after falling off the stage, and she's like, what the hell is happening? Oh. Oh, and she pulls out her bow and arrow and she shoots for that same viper. Nice, she's going to hit as well. All right, sweet. So that's going to be 10 points of damage as well stacked on top. We're going to go next to Selfie. Okay, so is there just one viper left in that area? Yeah, one viper left. The other just got decimated by spiritual weapon. Okay, I'm just going to go flick the moonbeam over. Nice. Nice. (laughs) Just whoosh. Moonbeam swooshes over, and it's going to roll a constitution saving throw. Flicking the beam. It did not do well. (laughs) The old old moonbeam. It most likely fails with a whopping 11 fail. Okay, so I can do damage? Oh, yeah, and you're going to roll your normal and then double it. It's radiant damage, so it's going to do double damage to these guys. So I roll 4d10 and double it? Yep. 40, 10, that's like 400 damage. Damn. 36. Nice. Whoa. (laughs) 
Bing boom. This this vampire eradicates into thin air. Oh, oh. man. At the at the moonbeam being moved over it. Um, Sophie just like blows on her nails. Like. Nice. <laughs> yes. Flick that. Flick that. <laughs> I love it. Um, we're going to go next to the Stig's Order Knight. He's going to spend his turn uh, standing up. That will incur attack an attack of opportunity. of opportunity from Rory. So now he's the last thing, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than letting him get up, I am just going to lunge for him and try and get him into a headlock. All right. Give me a strength check. Really a wrestler, Rory. <laughs> Well, I realize when I'm in rage, I get advantage for strength checks. So it's like, why wouldn't I try and do that yeah. and then just, you know. <laughs> yeah. Check Give it up. to me. What you got? The ground and pound. 23. 25. I rolled a oh, nat 20. No. Oh, shit. I call hacks. Yes. Yeah, so he literally just shoves you off and he takes five steps back and he whips that chain into motion as the axe lifts into the air, and then he swings again for another right to left, which will hit. The second one, as it comes back, does not hit, but the third one coming back will hit. So that's two of them landing. Oh, buddy. That's 20 points of damage, magical damage, so you will take all of that uh, with the first hit. Second one misses, like I said. Oh, that was just the one hit. Okay. Uh-huh. Oh, shit. This might be the most damage Rory's ever taken. The next one deals 21 points of damage. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I can't imagine you're you're looking very hot right now. Yeah, I can't. I mean, like, I'm still okay, yeah. but I took a lot of damage. <laughs> yeah, for I sure. I got like 70 somewhat damage, right? No, that's yeah, 49. Rory's got like 100 HP at this point. Are you bloodied yet? Because we could, we should, if you are at half health, we should be able to tell if you're bloodied. You can tell okay. that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, these, the, yeah, it not only is slashing into his flesh and he's gushing blood, but you can see, you can smell the singed, burned flesh okay. on his chest okay. uh, as he's kind of doubling forward a little bit. Because you try to grapple him and already embarrassed him by like stabbing him with his own helmet, he is going to take a legendary action. And he is going to get one more attack on you. (laughs) What? I called it right. Hacks. Hacks. Uh, That is a 21 to hit. And this time he brings the chain straight back and he's going to bring the axe straight forward. He's aiming for your face. What are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? Take it in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Like you were just about to before this battle. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That's going to... (laughs) That <laughs> took me a second. That was good. <laughs> okay, uh, Rory takes another 18 points of damage. Oh boy, he's all right. How's he doing? I mean, I'm still, I'm still up. I'm still. What? Yeah, 60. Yeah. Well, that's he's 67. Fine. I'm just gonna say Taylor was right in his assessment of my hit point total. Okay. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. But, so, I mean, I've taken a lot of damage. Probably couldn't stand another round like that. Yeah, you could probably tell that from looking yeah. at it. Okay, so so the axe, instead of like really gushing into your face, it literally just comes and hits your neck and across your cheek as the flames strike out, and then he brings that back. This kind of staggers you back a little bit, and the axe lands in the dirt, and you just hear, you see his black teeth in this skull underneath the flame beard and the black burning embers all around his skull and he's just laughing. (laughs) 
and we move to Rory's turn. I lean to Ias and I'm like, man, I bet Rory is so embarrassed to be getting his ass kicked in front of Lady Britt right now. Yeah, he's he's so red faced right <laughs> he now. He is so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, is he embarrassed? I, th- I just thought yeah, it was blood. That'd just be blood. Yeah, you're right. That's blood. <laughs> I just thought he was maybe dying. <laughs> All right, we're going to go to Rory's turn. So I glance up at Lady Britt up in the window, and I grab my hammer, and I'm just like back in it, and I charge forward, and I swing my hammer at his, at his bare head since I ripped his helmet off. Go for it. So that is going to be a 22 to hit. That hits. That's going to be 15 points of damage. So just clocked him upside the face. First attack, 15 points of damage as he does stagger back a bit. Some of the the embers burst into the night. And my second attack, I just come right back the other way, right at his face, and I do 19 to hit. That hits. Does silver do anything to this guy? It means that he's not resistant to it. So if we didn't have silvered weapons, they would be... It'd be doing half. Okay, cool. Sweet. And that one's going to be 17 points of damage. Nice. Ooh, this is good. All right. And I'm just trying to take all of his attention on myself, so I just, one more time, let out a little bit weaker. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> perfect. <laughs> yes. All right. We then move to Ias. How is this dude looking? Uh, he's looking okay. Other than the dents in his ember skull, he's looking like he's standing. Okay. So I race over to him to slash down upon this this whoever he is. Okay. This is Sir Rutherford, like you said, right? That was Sir Rutherford's voice in demonic form. I missed a critical by one. Oh, man, that sucks. So 18. 18. Yeah, you definitely hit. Yeah, you hit. You hit. Do not roll the D8 for the flame. Okay, no D8. I'm guessing you're using flame. I don't have a choice, yeah. Yeah, so it's... yeah, um, Yeah, it just doesn't do damage when the flame hits him, but... Go ahead and roll your normal damage, though. Okay. Can his can his clothes catch on fire just to make it look cool? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> He's- Holy shit! That's a twelve plus. Nice. Okay. So that's fourteen points of damage. Hell yeah! Still a very good roll with nice. the first attack. Yeah, nice. the slash goes across his chest, and you see some of his cape catching a flame at the burning. But you see that the burning that goes across his chest, like into his armor, you can see the blade does damage, but the fire does not. Beautiful. As I bring my sword through him, I bring it up over my head for a downward strike with another attack of sword. Sword. As they <laughs> this say. is uh, my sword, and I'm attacking you. S words. Ayas is still a little drunk. What am I looking for? 18. So that's 17. So I miss, Ooh. but I use my bonus action to take an action surge for oh, two nice. more attacks. Nice. Go for Jeez. it. Whoa. Give me both those rolls. And I hit with a 19. That one hits for eight points of damage, and then I go again. Keep it coming. Yeah, these slashes are just going back and forth across him. I hit again. I rolled an 18. Beautiful. So close to a critical. Beautiful. And that's eight more points of damage with the slashing. Nice. You guys have done 69 points of damage. Nice. 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 He's still up, though. Okay. So with the last one, I slash him right at the hip. It goes into his 
body, but I put my leg up onto his pelvis and I kick it off of my blade. Nice. I love it. Flames burst from his ember-ridden body. Yes, Uh, that does nothing, but it looks dope. It looks so cool, (laughs) especially at night. It's so badass. Yes. Embers and just sparks are coming off this dude as he's laughing. Uh, Kaloon. The rest of the soldiers are kind of like going through town causing havoc. You see this the sheriff and the rest of the villagers are fighting these things back. Nice. So as much as I would love to use both of my attacks on this guy, I really want to make sure that I don't break concentration and that that fish dies. <laughs> so as I'm as I'm walking towards him and I'm drawing Gylik, I flick my wrist out and a dagger appears in my hand out of nowhere and I throw it to skewer the fish on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Just give me a, a roll. You just need a 10. Dang. That dagger was a natural one. Oh, oh no. no. Fuck. You miss it, and it actually stabs Rory. <laughs> no. <laughs> because of the reach of uh, Sir Rutherford, he sees you coming toward, and his vision goes from Rory and Ias, and it flicks back. And he does like an an arc over his head as this axe is coming down toward you. That is going to be a 21 to hit. No, now you do have to make a concentration check. That is 15 points of damage. It looks like three of them are flame. Oh, shit. A constitution saving throw. So like a d20 plus con. um, And then... Has to match or higher than the damage taken. Right. Oh, okay. So cool. 18. Hey, He's still a fish. (laughs) <laughs> but that I guess that, that effectively ends my turn because I rolled a net one so yeah, that sucks it does damn <laughs> sorry bro I know I, I wanted I wanted to actually use Gylix radiant damage alright Cass is then going to get two more shots he's going to go for this lumbering dude ooh that's a definite hit on the first and the second, a 17 and a 16 Dude, they Cass rolled. Cass is killing it. Cass is, yeah. Uh, Riggs is also killing it with these reloads. Getting the next rifle. They're handing it off. He gets the shot lined up. Knocks more of the broken glass away. Like, his knuckles are bleeding a little bit from punching some oh. of the glass. But oh my uh, God. They, they line up the next shot and, <laughs> and a bullet just rips through the shoulder of Sir Rutherford. Taking another 15 points of damage. And then another 15 after that the base baseline damage for Cass's shots. That's another 30. So Rutherford is not looking good as these bullets, one rips through Rutherford's shoulder, the other rips through the skull uh, coming through. So there's now a burning hole through the back and front of this dude's burning skull. We then go to Telnius. All right, I want to run up to behind uh, Rory um, so keeping um, Rutherford in front of Rory, and then it goes Rutherford, Rory, and then me directly behind. Kind of like I was Got flanking it. Rory, but obviously I'm not going to attack him. Right. And then while I'm running there, I want to flip my spiritual weapon over to behind Rutherford. Rutherford and attack him with the spiritual weapon. Would I be considered flanking? Yeah. Okay. I mean, he's got two other guys on him for sure. Well, still didn't hit with a 16, but... Mm. Ooh, um, very close. It was close. But And while that's happening, I run up and behind Rory, I'm going to touch him and cast Cure Wounds. Nice. And give you a total of 17 points of health back. You're cured. You. <laughs> Full that's health. awesome. Cool. 
<laughs> That's great. We're going to move then to Janessa's turn. She is going to take a few steps to the left and shoot with her bow and arrow. I forgot to do both attacks last time. She's going to miss with the first as the simtar is like kind of weaving in and out of battle. And she's like, whoa, where'd that come from? She's still out whoa. of it. Um, but then the second one, she like pulls it back, feels the wind of the Norholman forest and says, fuck this dude. And she pulls the pulls the arrow, releases the arrow, and that's another nine points of damage as the arrow goes straight into his chest. We're going to go back up to Selvi. Didn't Lady Britt go? Ah, you're right. <laughs> I can just like, I don't know. Yo, Selvi's on it. <laughs> Thank you. I will, She's like counting people like, what? Wait, well, okay. I will reward you with the DM chair for our next session. Um, she unfortunately misses with the next bolt from her heavy crossbow, but she does scream down, Rory, Rory, be careful. Okay. <laughs> uh, nice. And then we go up to Selby. So I have two attacks per action. Can I do crossbow and ice knife, even though that's a spell? Is ice knife a cantrip? Yes. Oh, then yeah. Yes, you can. Okay. So I'm going to first cast Hunter's Mark. As a bonus action. As nice. Bonus nice. Action. So if you hit, you do another D6. Cool. And then I'm going to put my staff down, get on my crossbow, go like, and like click it into the top so it's stabilized. Oh, nice. Because my crossbow's new, so you know. You got to use it. I yep. take out my silver, my sash of silver arrows, load in the crossbow, and just aim right towards his Nice. Skull. Give me that roll. When using your staff, you add two to hit. 21. With the plus two. Nice. Yeah. yeah, you definitely hit. Roll the damage on that. Okay. So seven damage. Seven points of damage. Nice. Tell me how you take down Sir Rutherford. Oh, shit. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Make it epic. Make it epic. Give me, give me the description of what your staff looks like, how it clicks into place with your crossbow. It's going to be a headshot, so just yeah. go with that. Does he already have a hole in his head? Oh, yeah. It's called his eye hole. <laughs> it's cool it's cool. a lot of blood a lot of blood, blood okay hells. so yeah I have my very like earthen looking staff but I have it equipped out with some like gears and stuff at the top some like very rudimentary mechanical stuff where I can fit in my crossbow click it in pull back just aim close one eye and it goes right towards its head misses the hole because then it would go through <laughs> <laughs> Hits his head. And what, is, what does silver do to... Um, so silver, it makes sure that the full damage is done. Otherwise, he'd be resistant to it. It would take half damage. So okay. when the silver does hit the embers of its skull, there is this kind of like minute reaction that happens, a burst of what seems to be almost radiant light as the bolt arrow tip connects with right at the right cheekbone of this of this demonic version of Sir Rutherford and the arrow goes through just as he was laughing and bursts out from the back. It looks like a firework has gone off the back of his head as the arrow goes clean through the embers then fade as he is simply a charcoal skeleton within this armor and falls flat on its back. The axe at the end of the chain, the flame diminishes to nothing, and he rests there amongst the dirt. Dibs on that sweet-ass horse. Is the horse alive? <laughs> so as you, um, as you actually say that, the rest of the townsfolk are dealing with the rest of these creatures, and you see they're actually 
fighting back relatively well. They seem to have looked upon you all and were like, holy fuck, we could do this. Take heart. Um, Oh. And uh, so we ride yes. around and like hit all their Ooh. like spears with our swords. Yeah, and, like, give them a rousing yeah. We get speech. a total. We get a montage as you guys get onto your horses and ride around town, just <laughs> obliterating the rest oh, of these. Actually, go ahead. Hold on. I so I have I have the ability to make the uh, the skill check charismatic leader. Can I can I run <laughs> and mount a quarter and do something like that? Yeah, okay. absolutely. So yeah. So I run and obviously untether quarter and I jump up and, and mount and start galloping through the streets and raise my hammer up into the air and cast light so that it, a bright light is just kind of uh, like shining in the darkness. And I say, take heart. Don't let them beat you. We can win this. And I scream it, just kind of say, repeating those things and want to make a charismatic leader roll. And I roll Go a nat it. 20. Yes. Oh, yes. 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 Roll a nat 20. Yes. That's 28 with charismatic leader. I love it. As you all roll through this town, uh, the sheriff, this dwarf, like looks up and sees you screaming this out. And he says, huzzah. And huzzah. he starts wailing his sword into the next ghoul that comes up and tries to overtake him. As he as he yells us off, I just want to, during this montage, I take the fish that's on the ground and I throw it at one of the things and end the spell to make, to make them uh, hit each other. Oh, wow, yeah, so it turns I thought you were going to put it, it yeah. On, yeah. Yeah, you're going to put great. like on the hot embers of Rutherford and <laughs> yeah. just like slow, oh, slow, slow roast. It. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like <laughs> a post-battle yeah. meal. On the menu, boys. Yeah. Um, Selby can get out some like spices. I will say that the nightmare horse and the two vipers horses, they kick up dirt and neigh. And the nightmare, when it neighs, it's like this horrible guttural kind of neigh. And they kick up dirt and head straight north on Gelstrom Road. They they just book it away from this battle as oh they uh, they assess that this battle is lost. You all have won. Broken Harbor to the forces of the demonically surged Stegs Order Knight, Rutherford, who had escaped at Lady Britt's original camp back in episode four nice. and has been somehow demonically remade. And these two other vampire vipers. That was so, awesome. Way to fucking go. <laughs> That was um, we we end the scene as you guys kind of gather back in the village square. Do you guys want to give some kind of speech, or do one of you want to kind of give like a type of speech or anything? Because you've you've rounded with Telnius, you have rounded these folks, and they will now listen to yeah. your guidance. Okay, um, okay, yeah, it's all you, Telnius. Yeah, you, it's like you deserve it. you're the charismatic leader. All right, you got this, buddy. <laughs> you, so, yeah. I get on. Can I start doing a slow clap for you? <laughs> like this guy. Yeah, and real quick, like Britt is like coming down and kind of joining as part of the crowd in case you want to incorporate that okay. into your speech. Yeah, so I round everyone kind of at the front of the um, at the the uh, town square on the side, like with the um, kind of chapel behind me as like a backdrop, Ooh. and I kind of beckon Lady Brit over and Ias. I beckon Ias over. And Kowloon. And, yes. <laughs> like Kowloon, no, no, no. you're in the crowd uh, making out with Stacey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is making out with Stacey. We haven't got back there yet. Yeah, and um, <laughs> I say, this night is an example of what Traylon has fallen to. This is where this land is going, where it's headed into darkness 
We must stand up to these evil, corrupt, self-serving leaders and make a change. Me, Lady Brit, Ayas, and several others want to make a change in Treyland, and we need your support. Yeah! Nice. Yeah, no, Lady Brit stands for, kind of walks forward, and she does bring her cowl down, revealing her identity. Many within the crowds gasp at the sight of her. I raise Vanessa into the air, and I just erupt the flames as high as they will go. Nice. Nice. In the light of these flames, with the backdrop of the church, Lady Brit does say, Yes, what he speaks is true. This here is Telnius, a blessed oracle and a blessed cleric of Thesla. He has stayed true on the path of righteousness, and he has come to help the resistors rid this land of the evil that has grown for far too long. The evil that has started with the assassination of King Athelstan Whitehammer. And now, now we will put someone Someone in the throne who cares for its people, who cares and wants to heal this nation. I am that woman, and this is my bishop, Telnius. Boom, I cast Thaumaturgy and light up my hammer. Nice. Oh, it's beautiful. And as the light emits, it just... The scene is from the sky down, and you can just see this light bringing Broken Harbor literally onto the map. It shines it as a light in the darkness of Trayland. You guys are getting like one last drink that Lady Gwendolyn's pouring for the Rowdy Boys at the at the counter. Selvi's there, Janessa's there, Stacy's there, and the Rowdy Boys. Wow, that was nuts. I uh, wasn't expecting a fight tonight. Yeah, me neither. And a good one too. Yeah, it was. Hey, how you holding up, Rory? Do you have? Do you see how hurt I got? Uh, yeah. Dude, that was. <laughs> you got so hard. It's never happened. Not, not hard. <laughs> hurt. <laughs> Lady Britt was taking a sip and she just like spits out her drink. <laughs> Anyone need a little, um, a nightcap? Anything, uh, oh, calm yes. your nerves? Um, right here. Oh, God, no. You know what? Thank you so much. Selby, thank you. Yes. Oh, I, I sprinkle a little bit in your drink. Yes. I appreciate <laughs> okay. it. Thank you so much. Is is going on a journey today. <laughs> yes. It's just so you know, it's a downer. It'll make it smooth. The battle's yeah. over. It's mm. time to relax a little bit. Ayas thought there was only one way to make it to the Fey Realm. <laughs> Turns, Turns out, out there's another way to get <laughs> a glimpse. Turns out there's more than one. Honestly, oh, and I'm I'm relishing in it. Selvi's tinctures. Yeah. Anyone else telling is? You look a little interested. What? what? Oh my god. I got something special for you. you All right, give me a little sprinkle. She's like, no, don't. No, Janessa. Stop. Janessa's kidding. She loves you. You've got to ruin this community. (laughs) (laughs) Is this called Angel's Dust? (laughs) It's called whatever you want, honey. (laughs) I mean, honestly, Rory, I think that's the first time I've ever healed you. Wow, I think you're right. Yep. Sweet. Hey. You know that you can do it when the time yep. counts. If it matters. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to know that in a pinch. You're closer than yeah. you've ever been. <laughs> it's nice. Uh, looks like you really a, are a healer. Yeah, in a pinch. After all. Yeah. 
So, listen, uh, boys, I need to speak with you about something. Are you trying to run off with that girl? Um, well... Three girls. Janessa says. <laughs> I'm a lady. <laughs> I'm a lady. <laughs> so, um... I, I plan on traveling with them to the to the altar just to keep... Oh. To the altar. I'll keep him safe. What? You're doing what? Uh, no, we're in a poly men? relationship. Uh, no, 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 no. You, you, you have it wrong. The the sacrificial altar. Oh the, God. Uh, uh, right. Oh right, right, right. The onyx one, right, right. right. Oh, yeah, yeah, same. yeah. You know the thing that you you saw. Right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So, I was hoping that you three would be able to travel on your own just for a little bit, maybe just like one episode or something, and. Uh, <laughs> Do you need a best man? Um, oh man, that would be a tough one. All of you equally uh, disdain me. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Cass is like, I can easily step into that role. That might be the best woman, them, whatever you need. No, all right. So, I was thinking, um, we should set up a meeting time because I, I definitely want to. To meet back up with you. Yeah, let's let's meet in Penton. Ah, in Penton. Great. Okay. Um, where? Wait, are we departing each other? I are think you, that's what he's saying. Off? Yeah, he's. Ah, yeah. Kowloon's gonna come join us. Look, it was. It seemed. It seemed very dangerous where they're going, and Stacy asked me to come along, so I figured I would. It doesn't really seem like you three are gonna be in much danger. Um, well, you're right about that. But well, no, no. I still, I, I think it's a good idea. I was genuinely concerned about leaving here, especially with the, the state of the Deadwood. I, I mean, I trust, you know, that Selvi and, and Janessa can manage things, but knowing that Kowloon is going with them, now don't get a big head about this, but I would feel a lot better knowing that you're with them. Yeah, you could have just said it. <laughs> <laughs> This is the same expedition that Lady Brit's going on, right? No, Lady Brit's going with you. Yeah. Oh. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck off. <laughs> All right, yeah, fucking go. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, peace. Oh, oh, right. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, uh, in fact, Lady Brit and Rory could have already just gone back to finish what was started. Back to finish. So Janessa steps in. She says, yeah, um, we'll be coming to Adam's port just at the foot of Penton, the hill there. We'll, we will uh, be bringing the orcish forces with us. We will be bringing the orc leaders. And there we will establish tactics. And hopefully we win over Penton for the resistance, just as we have with Broken Heart. Yes. I look to the east on the third sunrise. Okay. <laughs> Sounds about right. Are you telling me you're leaving us? <laughs> yeah, but right now is when Selby's drugs start kicking in, and we're just like, yeah. "Whoa!" Look, yeah. no. Selby like writes a note, and she's like, "All right, ten minutes for Ias." Uh, uh, no, Ias. Uh, ten minutes duration? Question mark. <laughs> no, Ias. I'll be back. I just, I want. They're going on a very dangerous mission, and. Well, I, I just figured that they probably needed my help uh, uh, more than you three. You be careful wherever it is you're going and come back to us. Um, I, uh, of course, I is. Um, I, I will be careful. Um, no, no, no. Say it with more determination. I, I <laughs> will be careful, <laughs> but also 
We're probably going to see each other again in like three or four days. Stacy Stacy leans in to Telnius and she's like, are they going to kiss? No, uh, at that point, uh, Telnius looks at Stacy and gets all wide-eyed and then like looks at the ground and starts curling up and smelling the grass. <laughs> so, oh no. Wait, are we in the inn? What, yeah. Is there made up grass? He thinks there is no, grass he on the floor. Grass in the inn, yeah. Selfie <laughs> so just looks around like really satisfied with herself. I at one point had to do a constitution t- check for this and you guys are just like, yeah, no, we're, we're really stoned. <laughs> I mean, really I mean, after drinking that much, after yeah. the battle frenzy i think it just automatically kicks in final scene Brittany comes up to rory and is like um shall we retire well we're pretty young to retire i mean we still got a lot of work to do (laughs) yes and she starts heading back toward her room oh okay i i understand what you mean and i I follow along (laughs) conlon be safe i know i'm gonna see you again real soon uh uh, thanks bud you uh you have a good night. And I scamp- scurry along <laughs> upstairs. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the camera kind of pulls away from the common room and we see Telnius on the ground. I is just like still gripping Kaloon's shirt. Like, <laughs> say it again. <laughs> uh, and Stacy just drinking and watching like, who are these fuckers? <laughs>